within the Shio community, it really helped shape um, my mindset as an entrepreneur and really looking at opportunities that will uh, strategically position Educare to be a leader. The business is only as strong as the founders and the mindset of the founders. Welcome in to the SheEO.World podcast. Today's episode is a quick update from a SheEO venture as they continue their work on the world's to-do list. So we are so fortunate today to be in conversation with Fauzia Mohammed, and she is the founder and CEO of Educare. And the first uh, question I have for you, Fauzia, is just tell us a little bit about you know how you came to to um, start Educare and a bit about your background. Who are you? Thank you, Lauren. Um, my name is Fauzia. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Educare. Educare is a software as a service platform that. Um, addresses, improves graduation outcomes for students with disabilities uh, through a tech-enabled platform that connects education institutions like college and universities with healthcare providers. Uh, what we do is really about um, partnering with existing colleges and universities uh, to improve and make the um, access to accessibility services very seamless. So students through the platform are able to virtually make appointments with doctors to um, access their medical and educational records that are validated. Um, and then that information is given to the accessibility services to provide accommodation for these students and to ultimately our aim is to improve graduation outcomes for students with disabilities. This sounds like something really important. And so I'm curious as to what led you to uh, move in this direction and found Educare. So it was um, a long journey to think about Educare. It was really based on my personal experience. Um, so in my early 20s, I uh, actually got diagnosed with a chronic health condition and I went to pursue a PhD in the UK. Um, and it was a very intense program in London, UK. And, uh, you know, I was an international student. I was the only Canadian student in the program. And um, it was uh, a program that uh, required a lot of focus. Um, um, I did my undergrad in, in Toronto, so I did my undergrad in psychology in Toronto and then did a master's in uh, U of T. But when I went to do the PhD in my third year of the program, I actually um, tried to access accessibility services um, and to get access to some accommodations. But because I, um, at that time, was quite late to access, to request for accessibility services, um, I was dealing with a situation where I wasn't able to get my medical records to be validated, to be able to share with the university. And ultimately, I, uh, I dealt with my own discrimination uh, through my PhD program. And five months of graduation, I actually didn't end up completing my PhD. I am now back and I'm now pursuing a PhD in special education. Um, and I'm close to now another re revisiting my past, but I'm close to four months to graduation now. And that experience really um, led me the inspiration behind Educare, where really what I want to do is focus on supporting students with chronic health and mental health conditions to be able to be able to access services, um, to be able to ensure that they graduate um, and get access to the right services. And, and bridge the gaps between the educational institutions and our healthcare providers. Um, I moved on to do, uh, pursue a, uh, to teach in the university in Dubai. 
and there where I was exposed to incubators and accelerators. So I got exposed to the whole entrepreneurship space. Before in Toronto, Canada, I didn't ever see any entrepreneur that looked like me. Um, and so when I was in Dubai, I, I was exposed to entrepreneurs um, on a daily basis. So I would be sitting and listening to um, the different startups and also being part of that ecosystem uh, in Dubai, UAE. When I moved back to Toronto, I joined other incubators and accelerators and um, went full speed ahead in, in really uh, incorporating the business and developing Educare. Um, and uh, we wanna be um, sent like the leaders in terms of supporting um, uh, in the education and healthcare space and really so how we can better support the needs of students with disabilities with either a chronic health or mental health condition. This is very exciting. And I'm curious, this is, a, you are a CEO venture, and I'm curious as to how that's impacted the development of Educare in the last year. So originally when I applied to CHEO, uh, I have to be honest, I was very lured with the fact that it was a non, no interest loan. Um, so it really uh, resonated with me, but I also at that time was interested in terms of being part of the ecosystem. Um, but as I moved along the program and working uh, with Lauren and the, 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 the ecosystem, I really had a change of mindset in terms of how I look at funding and um, really what we wanted to uh, really focus on. We, we, we originally, we, our first grant was $35,000 and we will be able to get another uh, amount of money. But what we wanted to do is really make sure that we have a value around removing debt, you know, and, 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 and trying to not uh, really having a different focus point and looking at things from a very much abundance mindset where there's a lot of opportunities to be able to sustain financially your business. And when you do take on debt, um, you kind of um, lose ownership in, in a sense of your business and you feel that others will be able to dictate where your business goes. But when, when you, when, when I'm moving along, as I move along this, um, this, my, my own mindset and my own capacities and as, as an entrepreneur and a founder, I'm really passionate to look at non-dilutive funding and really leveraging opportunities within ecosystem to get revenue generating opportunities where looking at for where there's early adopters, where I can get my first customers that are able to pay and license the product rather than just looking for venture capital money, even though there's value in that as well. But as I bootstrap and I move along, I'm really just really changing my mindset in terms of how I look at funding and uh, within the CEO community, it really helped shape um, my mindset as an entrepreneur and really looking at opportunities that will uh, strategically position Educare to be a leader. And uh, within that is really about the business is only as strong as the founders and the mindset of the founders. So really wanna stay away from the scarcity mindset and really pushing forward to really having this abundance mindset and really tapping into the ecosystem to really leverage where I need outside of just funding. There's a lot of opportunities that I can tap into and really through the ecosystem within the CHEO, I feel that I, I'm able to tap into those resources. So that is, uh, that, that's just really powerful. And I'm curious as to um, how that shift in mindset has actually helped you reconfigure in many ways how you're building Educare. And I, I uh, would love to hear just about where you are currently. I think you're working on a pilot and just how that whole process has helped you understand the value chain more effectively and uh, just the mindset of, of, of getting um, 
of focusing in on what's possible in terms of funding and as well, um, how you're focusing on building your, your company. In terms of um, how that mindset has shaped uh, how we move forward within the educare business, for example, right now, we are in the process of, of applying for non-dilutive funding, so about $100,000. We did get some funding also through um, the DMZ and the Ryerson for just, which is all non-dilutive funding. Um, so these opportunities, I'm able to tap in, not only get the funding, but I'm able to find the strategic partners who will be able to push forward the business. Um, we also got, um, so uh, we, we, we got several funding that helped us be able to move along our prototype development. Uh, right now we have a, uh, a mock-up, a, a, a MVP. And right now what we're trying to do is set up a pilot with the colleges um, in Toronto and with the community health centers to be able to validate the platform um, and, and look at developing a licensing agreement. So for example, right now we did get pro bono legal services up to $25,000. And we were able to get that not through, uh, um, through the way of looking at from the abundance mindset. I was able to get financial support uh, that would have been costing me $100,000, but now I got it as a pro bono $25,000 to help us to develop our licensing agreement, our privacy policies that will shape us in the right platform to be able to be able to get that pilot agreement with the colleges and universities. So just that shift really helped me to uh, be able to get opportunities um, that it's outside of funding um, and, 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 and that types of skill sets and resources really helped us pushing us along. Um, and right now, where, where we're at right now is really setting up that pilot with the college and universities um, and with the community health centers. Once that product is validated by the students and the doctors, we'll be able to scale that same software as a service platform um, across five other colleges, universities, about 24 colleges, universities. We want to be able to have our product software service platform across all the colleges and universities in, in Ontario. Um, and so we are looking forward to working with the CEO ecosystem to help us push us to move forward in that direction. Well, that is so exciting. So that brings us to asking about what would be helpful at this time from the CEO community? Do you have an ask that potentially you'd like to make today? Yes. Um, first of all, I want to just say thank you to the CEO community to always supporting me as I move along. And my ask right now um, in where we are right now is to get the support around setting up that pilot um, market entry strategy with the colleges and universities. And second of all would be um, as we do rapid prototype development, um, what I'm hoping to do is really get support from the ecosystem of anybody who has built a software as a service platform to help us of how we can develop the platform much more quicker within the pilot stage that we are in, uh, that we're moving towards uh, with one of the colleges in the community health center. So those two are my main ask. And uh, right now we are, um, as I mentioned, talking about the abundance mindset, we are looking at uh, applying for the impact readiness grant. I know that's starting next semester. So would love to work with any of the uh, ventures or um, activators who have already got funding last year to support in uh, helping us to apply this year to use that funding to be able to uh, support, which is a non-dilutive funding, um, and to help us with uh, getting that prototype completely ready to go um, that we can scale it across all the colleges and universities in Ontario. Well, 
Fauzia, it's been great to connect with you today. And we are so excited for you and honored to be working with you. And uh, we're looking forward to having an amazing year next year with a very successful pilot. Um, and uh, we're confident of the, the amazing impact that you're going to make with students across Canada. Thank you so much, Lauren. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the CEO.world podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at CEO.world.